0: Debra, with her 30 years of being an entrepreneur and creating over seven companies, knows exactly what it means to accept the mission. When you make that decision, when you accept the mission to become a solopreneur, to take yourself and your talents to market, then you embrace a life of not only unlimited possibilities, but also the unknown. It's an elixir of fear and bravery that only someone who's taken the leap really understands. On our show, Deb digs deep with her guests to highlight what you, the listener, wants to know. The stories, the whys, and the hows to navigate the journey to success. Get ready to hear from some of the most incredible mission takers from Generation Z to boomers. So sit up, perk up, and get ready to be blown away. Now here is your host, Deborah Drummond.
1: Hey, welcome back to Mission Accepted. And I am... Uber excited! There is a new word we've all been hearing lately. I'm uber excited for this episode in particular because this is the first episode that we are going to be doing for the Gen Z is Us weekly show on the Mission Accepted podcast. And like, if you are a return listener and viewer, thank you so much. We know that you've been spreading the word and sending out the the shows, and we're so grateful. And of course, if any of you want to get on the show, you know where we are. Just give us a call. This is the first one where we are going to be talking. About that Gen Z generation, because look at entrepreneurship is starting younger and younger and younger and younger. Now, I know some of you and maybe me and Gaby can remember some lemonade stands, you know, garage ceiling. That was kind of, you know, in a different generation. If you're a late millennial or a boomer, you would think that's that's kind of the entrepreneurship. I think Gary B had something like that go on right when he was younger. (laughs) Definitely trading cards, definitely trading cards and baseball cards. And so the whole world of entrepreneurship has definitely changed uh, to the point where, you know, some of us, it's kind of um, unrecognizable. Now, our guests today are very fortunate because they have parents that are entrepreneurs. And honestly, we're probably more fortunate than they are, so we can kind of keep up. But um, I want to introduce Ocean Baker, and he's my co-host today. And I want to introduce Gaby, who also is a powerful entrepreneur. She's going to talk a little bit about her business and maybe that's where Yari kind of got his idea, but we'll find out more. So um, hey everybody, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, welcome. Uh, awesome, hi. awesome. So I gave you, one don't I pass it over to you a little bit? And um, you are an entrepreneur. Um, maybe share a little bit about what you do and how you came to fall into this wonderful land of uh, making your own way. And then um, tell me what it was like a little bit. Share with us a little bit what it was like to have a son decide to to do his own business. Oh, of course that's amazing uh, because
2: it means that he's working hard. It means that what? Oh yeah. It means that um, you know he's learning a lot except uh, math and science and stuff, and that he's making a lot of money uh, while he's still super young. And I really like it. And we've been trying to teach him um, as best we can. Um, I started, well, we moved to America. Maybe I should start there. Yeah. And um, the amount of opportunities you have here, I think everybody should take advantage of that because it's really special. And compared to Europe, um, it, we have plenty of opportunities here in America. So that is one thing that we thought, you know, We can work for a boss or we can decide to work 10 times harder and start our own business and make 10 times more money. Right. And uh, we decided to do that. And um, when I first moved here, I wasn't allowed to work for the first, I would say, four or five months. And, you know, I'm not the type of person to sit still. So I thought, you know, we're going to work out this idea. What are we going to do? Um, And I thought, you know, I can always keep that as a side business because, hey, this is America. I have to start working for a boss, maybe. And um, once I was allowed to work, we launched our business. We started with a kids uh, clothing business called Romari for Kids. Um, That went so well that that became my full time business. So we started from newborn outfits Or actually, we started with just the bodysuits, just the onesies and T-shirts. And then we hired seamstresses to make the bottoms for us. And they are doing an amazing job. I couldn't do it without them. Um, So that was great. And then we started, you know, to expand a little bit to bigger kids and bigger kids and matching outfits with parents. And uh, recently, well, yeah, quite recently, we started branching out to doing company apparel and promotional merchandise for Uh, companies and uh for example you know a run for the homeless stuff like that you know so yeah we've we've been pretty
1: um pretty
2: busy with that
1: wow so yari so you've been living in this house that's got this great entrepreneurial feel to it so um tell me um and you may or may not know it may just have come so natural to you like what made you decide that you wanted to kind of start making some, you know, making money from home or having your own business?
0: Um so I think it started when uh you started selling pools and um it was during the pandemic when everything closed, so pool prices went up and she started selling pools and I really wanted to do that as well. So I borrowed $50 from her to buy my first pool and then over the course of maybe 2 months um I started making a lot of money with the pools and like that, I got into reselling shoes and hype sneakers or items in general. And, um, I started using bots so I could basically beat regular people to purchasing the shoes and limited items. And that's why prices went up. Um, so basically I started selling from that. And then one of my friends got into the NFT business and um, he told me that I should try it. And the very first week that I started, I started with around $600. I made $3,000 in one week.
1: Right on, right on. So you had this great kind of organic experience, right? Where you yeah. saw saw your mom making some money or your family making some money. And then I guess they gave you your first, you know, loan.
0: Yeah.
1: I got to wonder, did, did you ever pay the loan balance?
0: I, I, I can't remember, but I, I
1: probably did. You probably did. So, hey, I think I want to talk to Ocean right now because, honestly, you guys are going to, I think after the interview, you guys got some conversation to have. So, Ocean, I mean, it's going to, you guys are going to sound very similar. This is pretty cool. So, what was what was it for you, Ocean, that made you decide to go into business for yourself?
3: Um, I don't know. I was always into steward and all that stuff. So I was always in that culture and uh I really want to do something of my own. Maybe get to like that high level where people buy bots for me. So just kinda I don't know, I'm going with it right now, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's pretty interesting, and I'm sure Gaby you you um probably relate, so or maybe you don't, share with me. But um, you know, I've been a traditional business owner. Um, you know I've had six different companies but they've all been in that same health wealth and wellness sector Um, and then all of a sudden you know my son's like hey I want to go to a sneaker con and I'm like okay what's a sneaker con he's like oh that's it's like where you buy and you flip runners and sometimes you trade them and I was like oh kind of okay that's kind of like a you know garage sale for sneakers or whatever right and he's like oh yeah there's conventions in Japan and," and I was like New York and I'm like oh, okay. So I started hitting Google (laughs) and I'm like, what the heck is my son? And I'm like, oh man, there's all these people that are flipping. It sounds like you took, you are you too, right? Flipping shoes and flipping stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then we went down to our first sneaker con in Vancouver. And, um, so we were in a lineup of about 300 people and there was 12 year olds to 70 year olds with runners looking to flip and trade. I was like, this is kind of interesting. So we walk up to the front and they're taking like, it was like 30 bucks each and they were taking money. I was like, okay, that's where the money is. <laughs> These guys are cranking. We probably waited 20 minutes. They got 300 people in at 30 bucks in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, there's some serious money. And I walked in and I'm expecting it to be a trade show like I would normally go to with booths and nice you know, tables and all set up. And it is literally pull up picnic tables and people with used runners. And I was looking there and I'm like, apparently this is a billion dollar industry. So they're onto to something. I re- it was a real learning curve for me. It was a real learning curve for me. What was it like for you, um, Gaby, when um, you already started going to NFTs and, and things that you probably weren't raised with?
2: Uh, you know, that was a whole different world to me. Um, he tried to explain it to me. I still don't understand everything about it. Um, he told me, mom, you should get into it as well. I just, you know, he would have to sit with me and explain to me all the details. Because it's not only buying and selling NFTs, it's also joining Discord groups and, uh, you know, staying in touch with people, knowing what the hype is about, knowing when it's not gonna be successful. You know, you have to sense all of that. And when you are uh, as much into it as Yari is, he kind of knows like, okay, these are the risks. This is what I should, uh, should do. I want to be on the white list for this one. They're gonna mint it then and then. And, you know, honestly, I am too busy with my regular stuff. And in the meantime, setting up a new business with uh, my best friend here, Um, you know, so I I just didn't have a chance to get into that as much. But it's for sure, um, it's for sure, I think, a huge thing. It's a whole different world and it is the future. And there's a lot of people that are... Uh, Against it, there's a lot of people that you know are are, think it's the greatest thing in the world. You know, when I hear about this whole digital world and hear that you can buy uh, a real estate, but it's just virtual for forty thousand dollars, I'm like, I I can't wrap my head around it. It's just so different, you know. But that is what our kids grow up with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I try to think of it this way: it's like I know when I you know, became an entrepreneur. So I was the first entrepreneur in my family. Um, Everybody else kind of went really to school and then got a job, you know, and worked for another company. And so um, I was kind of a little bit of a black sheep. They didn't really quite know what to do with me, but they probably didn't go up against me on it either. They didn't say it was a bad idea, but they didn't go, Hey, let me buy your first products. It was like, it was a little wait and see um so ocean i'm going to ask you and then Yori, i'm going to ask you so ocean um i mean you know you're my son so i know that we all live in the same household um (laughs) and you know your dad as well has also been an entrepreneur and then worked for companies so you kind of had both so what was it like kind of living in an entrepreneur house what uh what was kind of the best thing about it and what was not maybe
3: um i don't know i thought it was kind of normal i guess like yeah. I don't know. I always thought so. Uh, I never thought something different of it. I don't. Know. I never had like a thought about oh, this is weird or not weird or I don't know. I just it's had kind of always been there, so I never really had thought about it like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? What about you, Yari?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't really know if there's any bad sides to it. I mean, there's good sides to it because obviously you're always available. Uh, you're not out at a nine to five working. Um going away in the morning and then coming back late at night um yeah it's kind of always been there for me in america at least and yeah back when we were in the netherlands obviously you were working every day and i didn't really think much of it because i was still little so it's Mm -hmm. kind of just always been there for me as well
1: right i gotta ask you guys because i you know um who's i mean you've been raised in entrepreneurial homes which is kind of cool it's really interesting i gotta tell you when you're talking to and i do talk often to either, um, uh, you know, someone who's, you know, Gen Z, someone who's younger, who's becoming an entrepreneur, and their parent never was. And there's kind of this, you know, kind of as much of a bit of a lack of understanding to there, because, you know, you've got this person going, hey, you get holiday pay, and you get sick pay, and, and, you know, you get, uh, you know, all sorts of benefits. Um, so now we've got this generation that's kind of in their own way, and and it's exploding, you know, it's really exploding in terms of, People don't traditionally, we used to have to get a website and business cards and letterhead, and you guys are just kind of going out there, and it's kind of a new world. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast where there was multi-generations is because what I see happening is that there's a, an explosion of entrepreneurs kind of on the top end, people that got sick of being nine to five or, you know, like us that just saw the opportunity, and so they're venturing off, and now there's this whole new generation coming up. And there's, you know, there, you hear a lot of people, should should I dare say, maybe our age saying, oh, man, I can't keep up with these kids, you know, the technology, the Instagram, the TikTok, the, you know, the Snapchat, all these different ways that they, they model and market their business. Um, you know, they've got such an edge on us. And then you've got um, people that have been in business a long time like us that really know the other aspect to business that you guys are kind of fortunate, you know, like The business plan or the marketing plan or the structure or the supply? Oh, you know, uh, we are trying uh, currently,
2: actually. uh, My husband and I are a great team. I don't know anything about finances and numbers and he does all of that. So we're currently teaching Yari because, you know, with money comes like, how are you saving it? How are you spending it? How are you, you know, are you going to reinvest? Of course, we encourage him to do that. But uh, we also want him to be wise with his money. And I swear and I recommend to everybody starting a business to read the book Profit First from Mike Mikhailovich. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but it's it's the greatest book ever. And uh, we swear by that um, um you know, by the, by the way, he explains how to do it. And it's a great ideology of how to uh, spend your money, reinvest your money, but also make sure that you have money in your pocket rather than just on paper. So it's basically he explains like how you um, um, put a percentage of your the money that you make into a tax account so that you are always sure you can pay your taxes at, at, in tax season. Uh, to put money in your OPEX, to reinvest, you know, your operational expenses, but also put money in a profit account to make sure that you don't reinvest. And that's, I think, a very American thing to just put all your money back in your operational expenses account and reinvest and just spend it all on the business. But it's also important for him to know that he works super hard. So he is allowed and able to spend some of that money and to enjoy, you know, what he is doing more by having money in his pocket, and now he's going to Europe for three weeks, you know, because he works so hard. And I think that is very important too. And I, you know, for me, for our family, that is the best book I have written. um you mean, you mean written. Oh, sorry, I wish I would have written it. I would <laughs> but uh, I, I read, um, and and you know, we we just go by that book. Everything we do we do um through that book. So yeah, it's it's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. That's great. So we're gonna we're gonna have to get that book. There's been some great there's there's great books. I mean, I was raised on The Wealthy Barber, the um, you know, uh what's the other one? You know, Kiyosaki with the four quadrants, um Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. But that sounds like a great, great, great book. Yeah, for sure. So I, I my ahead.
2: business honestly wouldn't be the same without that book. especially since i don't know much about finances i would do the same thing you know what we make we just keep it in one account and we spend it on the business again so but what what is left for me you know of course i forgot to say that we also have an account for the bills because those have to be paid as well (laughs) they have to be
1: yeah they have to be paid as well yeah so and
2: you know when it comes to um um you know us knowing the other side of the that like the other aspect of the business and him, like the things that we don't know anything about. I think it just depends what your passion is. So his passion is something that we didn't grow up with, uh, but we can teach them our side and our aspect of the business so that it becomes a whole and he becomes more successful in the future than we are.
1: And, you know, that is always what you want for your children, right? Absolutely. I mean, we always want it to be just a, a little bit easier. And I think the the beauty of having an entrepreneurial family or entrepreneurial support, because not everybody is as lucky. I know you guys probably, well, you're at the age, you're through the teenagers, you're probably thinking that you're lucky um, to have entrepreneurial parents. But there, as long as you have that entrepreneurial support, and I, I think it's important, it's important to share with each generation, You know, just like you guys might have to learn some things about finance. Thanks for that recommendation of the book. There's also things like, you know, speaking coaches or, um, marketing. There's, there's different things that I think are really good to hire out and to have experts. I'm a true believer in bringing in an expert, you know? Have you ever
2: read, have you ever, um, read the book from, uh, Malcolm Gladwell? It's called The Tipping Point. Point. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And he explains very well what three aspects you need in a business, right? Mm -hmm. The connector, the salesman and the maven or, Maverick, you know, yeah. and and it's just so important because you don't know everything about everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I am not the best at marketing, but you are, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. so in the meantime, when I hire someone for my marketing, I can focus on other things and make more money that way. And it's a great example as well that uh, people say, for example, hey, if you don't have time to clean the house, for example, yeah. are you going to take four? four hours off of work, your own work, to clean the house? Or are you going to hire somebody to do that so that you can generate more money in the meantime? And I think that's a great example.
1: That's, that's yeah. And it's really, and it's important. So I want to ask Ocean and Yari, maybe we'll start with you, Yari. Um, So, you know, we've obviously been inspired by books. We've been inspired by um, other people, you know, um, networking and supporting yari was there a book or was there anything or anyone that you listen to now it doesn't have to be us (laughs) um is there someone that you tap into online or um that you kind of follow that you really like what they're doing in their business
0: so you uh you talked about gary v right yeah so i really like gary v i um he's all into the nft stuff as well so i follow him i um I got to talk to him once, not in person, but on Discord, I messaged him and he responded back, so that was pretty cool. So, yeah, Yeah. I I think I got all my uh, inspiration from him.
1: Right. And And Ocean? Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say that some of some inspiration from you. Oh, thanks.
1: All right. Gary he is the man, huh? (laughs) And Ocean, how about you? Where have you kind of, you know, been listening or following or what inspires you?
3: Um, I like Gary Vee's cool too. Uh, I don't really know who kind of inspires me. Like, uh, I just want to have a passion, so I want to go for it no matter what. But maybe a little bit of Monty too. But um, I don't know. Just I don't have an answer to that because I can't think of anybody besides that top of my head.
1: Yeah. No worries. No worries. I know that um, when you were looking at changing the name of your company. Um, you were sharing that you were listening to some, somebody, um, that was talking about marketing online and it just helped prompt you. I I think it's, yeah, yeah. I I think it's cool. Like that's the kind of stuff when we, like I'm reading a book right now. I just finished reading a 400 page book on marketing and, uh, you know, I didn't do it in one day, but you know, I'm a circler and dog tagger. And I think the idea is to just stay in learning, always just stay in a learning mode. So if I could ma- wave a magic wand, you guys, I want to ask y- y- Yari and Ocean again, if I could wave a magic wand and um, you could list a couple of things that you hope that your business gives you. I mean, it could be, you know, for me, it would be like a 1962 Porsche. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something like that. Or it could be, you know, I want to live in Australia half the year so I could surf or um, if you could think of some of the things that kind of keep you inspired, um, Yari, I'll start with you. What's a couple of things that you hope your business brings you over the course of your lifetime or the time that you're doing the business?
0: Okay, so um, one of the things is I really want to have my own NFT, NFT project. I think that would be really cool to um, have so many people join you in your own project and obviously earn a lot of money from it. And then um, just change the whole NFT space. That would be really cool. But you gotta be, uh, you gotta come up with like special things and unique things that other projects don't have. So it's it's gonna be difficult, but hopefully I can do it one day.
1: Cool. And and what about you, Ocean?
3: Um, hopefully I want to get a storefront. I think that'd be pretty cool. Maybe downtown LA or somewhere like that. I mean, you kind of said one though, like stay in Australia for a while, surf all day, go you know across the world. See different places. It's kind of a hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I knew, I knew that one. I mean, you, you don't call your kid. Yeah. Up for nothing. They, <laughs> they said, oh he said. Body water. I
3: mean.
1: <laughs> um. So, uh, last thing I want to ask the ask you guys, and then I'm gonna hand it over to you, uh Gaby, to kind of maybe finish up and share a little bit. Um, is look, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know, should I dare to say? I'm not gonna say kids out there. I'm gonna say younger entrepreneurs. You know younger inspired that you know are and will continue to look up to people like you guys that have decided to kind of break into your own thing um, and you know maybe you know maybe they have different battles where they've got parents that are really wanting them to do a certain career or they're in families where they don't under, you know they don't understand entrepreneurship and they're wondering why their kids you know, I mean, Yari, you're probably allowed to stay up till one or two in the morning, you know, cranking off like this because it's, you know, your sector. But um, there's a lot of people out there that can't or don't have that and they want to be it on the inside. Again, Yari, I'll start with you. What would you what would you say to them? If you could give them a message, what would it be?
0: Um, I would say well, it obviously depends on what kind of career the parents want them to have. But if it's like, let's say nine to five, I would say just try out. um just try out something about reselling or anything, because my friends, all of their parents want them to work a normal job. So um I already encourage encouraged some of them to just try it out. I'll help them with it and then uh, see what they think of it. Because at first, I I would think the same thing that, yeah, you're not going to make a lot of money from it. Or even if you do, there's a small chance you're going to make a lot of money from it. So if you would just try it out and you, you can see how much money you're going to make from it, then you could probably convince your parents to let you like keep on reselling, for example, or start your own business.
1: Right on, right on. And how about you, Ocean? what would you say to other people out there that it's, you know, kind of in your guys' age that wants to wants to try what you guys are doing?
3: Uh I'd say go for it. If it's really a passion, I say try to make it no matter you know what, but yeah, if you know it you could try a nine out of five if you really want to, like, It's up to you. Like it's your decision in your life. So you do what you want.
1: (laughs) Do you want to follow follow your, you know, follow your bliss? It was cool. I was interviewing this really interesting woman last night and she's running um Art Vancouver and you know, she she introduced me to a term that I hadn't heard before. And she said that so she was working corporate, but she had she was working on the side of her desk. And I was like, I love it. So she was in this corporate, you know, job because that's what was feeding her. Um, and, uh, you know, she landed here from Ireland and she needed to make money and have a job. And so she got a corporate job, but she was always working off the side of her desk. And then the time came where that working off the side of her desk just got too big. And one day she just quit this very cushy job with all of the everything. And she's out there kind of living her bliss. And now her, her side, you know, off the side of her desk is now the full-time thing that she does. So there's all different ways to go, but, um, you know, again, I want to give you guys some cahoots because. Even though you're raised in super cool homes with super cool moms, just going to say it Um, (laughs) because I can't and you guys can't say anything till after the show. Mm -hmm. But um, you guys still had to have that decision inside. You know, you guys are, you know, the age that you are. We can't make you do anything. You know, I'm sure we couldn't make you clean your room. I'm sure we can't make you be entrepreneurs. So at some point, you guys had to make that decision. You had to brave up. You had to say, this is what I'm going to do. You had to go online. You had to learn about NFTs. You know, Ocean, you know, was like, I want to learn how to make runners. I mean, for three years, he was on me until we finally got on a plane and went down to L.A. and he was in a group of people a lot older than him learning how to make his first Nikes sewing. I mean, you know, who who would have thought those kind of things? So you guys have the world ahead of you. You can do so many cool things. So thanks for kind of being iconic um, and also being inspiration, being inspiring for us. I mean, I know I'll talk about myself, but I'm sure. Gaby, we're super proud of you and um, you're inspiring people around you, even though you don't know it. That's the cool thing, even though you don't know it. Um, so Gaby, I'm going to let you kind of finish up a little bit and maybe talk about what it's, you know, what it's like and um, tell us more about your business a bit. And then we'll kind of wrap up our wrap up our first Gen Z is Us show on the Mission Accepted podcast.
2: Well, I'm really thrilled that we went from baby clothing to um, promotional apparel and merchandise that that was a really cool step that uh, we love to make Uh, so we're doing more and more for businesses um, and uh, charity organizations like all all that kind of stuff Um, but I would actually like to finish up just telling people to just do it you know for me starting my own business in a complete different country on the other side of the world was a big risk But big risks come with big rewards. And if you have a passion, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to fall. And you have to be prepared to work super hard. But if you have that passion and you work hard enough, then you will make it, you know. And I think it's such a waste of time to take little steps with little rewards
1: while you can just boom, you know. Those are great words to end on. So listeners and viewers, thank you so much for dialing in to Mission Accepted. We have, as you can see, the most incredible guests. Um, Please share this podcast with anyone that you know that wants to hear some inspiration about being an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. These guys are future entrepreneurs for sure. People in creatives and people in media. We will see you again here next week. Absolutely. And if you want to get on the show, please reach out. So Thank you, Gaby and Ocean and Yari for joining this week. And Ocean, I know you didn't co-host as much, but that'll start to come as time goes on. And yeah, I'll, be, nice. I'll, be, I'll be able to sit here and listen to you ask all the questions. <laughs> all right, you guys, so let's stay on, but we're gonna end the show. And thanks again for um, watching and listening.